This episode is sponsored by Bigger City. Thank you so much for supporting us and helping our show to grow. Hello, and welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub. I got my coffee, and I am... A, uh, I'm still riding the high of getting to see Big Boys at USC last night. Yay. Um, Big Boys, a film by Corey Sherman, a fat, queer, coming-of-age story. Very delightful. Um, and yeah, it was a great time. My name is Michael Willer. I am a chubby chaser, and I'm a jealous boy this morning because I really wish I could have seen Big Boys. That is... Mm. Uh, I the travel back to LA has been a, a little hard to wrangle this summer, and uh, I, I wasn't able to make it back for that one. But oh man, I really wish I could have seen it. I checked their other schedule too, and they're not coming to my area, so I'll have, probably have to wait for streaming for that one. Hey there, my name's Don. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I owe our listeners an apology because my trank gun went off and I accidentally shot Michael right before the recording. <laughs> so if he's a little low energy, you can blame me. Uh, sorry about that. Hell of a range in that thing. <laughs> but it's about the arc. You know, you just point it up a little bit more, it goes farther. Hey, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. Uh, yeah, and uh, the screening of Big Boys last night was phenomenally good. More on that as it develops, as it becomes more widely available. Uh, mm. But it's, um, oh, so much to say, and not going to say it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mysterious. Um, I don't know, a uh, shout out to our Patreon listeners as always. Uh, thank you for supporting us and making this possible. Um, and also, I don't know, Big Fig. Bigger city, all the big things. All the big things. Yeah. All the big <laughs> things. Anything that has big in the name is a big good boys, thing. big fig, big bigger city. Do you know a big corporation that sponsors <laughs> big things? Why don't you reach out to them and tell them about our big fat gay podcast and how big. they should support us? Yeah. We should get um, a seven eleven sponsorship and then they could we could advertise the big gulp. The big gulp. Yeah. Oh. I remember I, I loved a double big gulp in college. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is that? Like a tankard they pull it's up like to your two house? Liters of soda. <laughs> it's like a bathtub. <laughs> a stein. Um, that's if you want to bathe the... in your slushy, that's the Oh my god. Uh, um, just, just a, I don't know, uh, to re, just briefly replug Patreon. Um, Dan and I are doing a mini-sode that will be coming out uh, sometime shortly. Um, <laughs> and kind of because we hadn't done one in a while, and it's our anniversary on our Monday. An- yes, yeah. happy anniversary! How many years, gentlemen? Seven. 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 My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the COVID years count for quintuples. So. <laughs> yeah. When you and can't gay leave years e- on top of that. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you can't leave each other's gaze because you are <laughs> yeah. hunkered down together in <laughs> lockdown. And to uh, honor that, they'll be recording it in different rooms. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's true because that's yeah. what the technology presents us with. Um, yeah. And also, before we get into pop culture, um, a reminder. We're going to have a little break because Dan's going to be in Spain. Spain, um, yeah. But we will resume mm. our normal broadcasting yes. on uh, the 18th of October. Oh. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out ways that Dan can bring back paella and olives for all of us. So, like, if, if, if anyone has suggestion how to transport well, seafood across an ocean. Yeah, actually, bringing back <laughs> olives it. is not that hard. In fact, it's even very easy to bring back ham because it's vacuum sealed. But paella, boy, that's another <laughs> matter. I could probably bring you back like a paella kip. 
pay a kit, like with all the dried ingredients, and you just That'd be good. The same. <laughs> I got the Trader Joe's paella to celebrate your going to Spain, and it was very disappointing. Oh well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, who could have foreseen? This? I mean, who would have thought a frozen <laughs> bag of paella wouldn't go over well? I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to move this thing along. Oh, yeah. This is the politest way that Michael can tell us he, we're boring him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the politest way Michael can tell you guys that he's not going to make it to the end of the episode at this rate. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> if you make it this damn long. Um, um, first up, we have an article from freethink.com. This was um, a very science corner. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm going to let Dan take the lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. read, All of I us get very quiet and take one step back from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to read the headline so I can feel like I'm contributing, and there then I'll toss it to Dan. Yeah. So it's the headline is, too much body fat isn't the problem, malfunctioning body fat is. Okay, so, so what this the hell is, does that mean? Yeah, so this it, this was in Freethink, which is uh, 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 I don't know a publication, online or <laughs> otherwise, and they they have discovered a study from last year, two thousand twenty two where researchers did a deep dive into all these little studies. So the, the news here is that it's not news, but it's been put together and aggregated in a really great new way. Basically, the idea is that fat itself is not the problem. I know, who would have thought? Uh, so, boy, where to, where to dig in on this? The, the article focuses on the biology of it, which is really great, that there are many kinds of fat and that it's not so much that being fat causes disease because if you think about that, if you think through that, it doesn't make any sense because there are people who are very fat who don't have fat, who don't have fat-related problems. There are mm -hmm. thin people who do have fat-related problems. And if you look out in nature, there's plenty of animals that you know gain weight in order to survive winters or sea creatures that have a lot mm -hmm. of blubber. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's clearly- you mean reason for fat? Yeah. And My so gosh. there's several reasons actually. And so what the article comes to talk about, which has been known widely for a while actually, is that fat is actually an organ, not some sort of disposable, horrible thing. Yeah. That fat is actually plastic in the sense that it takes on different characteristics, much like brain tissue does, like brain, the brain reforms and reorganizes itself. So does fat. Uh, fat can change under conditions, the, the quality of fat, the type of fat. Um, and so it's not that the problems associated with obesity, quote unquote, are the problem. It's that it's these mouth. It's that when fat can't adapt, when the, when the organ is damaged, so to speak, mm -hmm. that's when you're getting problems like high cholesterol, diabetes uh, and things like that. And they made a point to distinguish that this occurs. This is not a function of quantity of fat. So what happens no. in quote, quote, unquote, obese people and not obese people um, and so that the, I, I like that they really made that distinction because they could have stopped short of that. I think. Yeah, because if you think about metabolic disorder, which is sometimes the which is the better word for what people call obesity related diseases, because it's not always obesity related. <laughs> uh, yeah, because thin people get this problem, too, except, you know, well, th they actually treat it as opposed to with fat people. They just say, you know, stop eating, you fat bastard. 
I remember being told this is a long time ago. I, I but I remember being told like brown fat was bad fat and it's it's the reverse. Fat was bad. Oh, is like, that what it was? It's the reverse. That white fat is bad. Well, and, and the whole thing was again, brown fat is good because it's useful and it you know helps you regulate body temperature. And white fat is terrible because it's just lazy fat lying around taking up space. I mean, actually, it is the fat fat from the little illustration they have because it's. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the big old, there's a big old fat uh, like little yeah, yeah. The, nucleus the is huge. But but they but all three because there's a beige fat which is sort of a mix of the two. Uh, all three types they do serve a very useful function. So it's not a this whole idea of society that you know fat equals bad, fat equals death, fat equals evil, fat equals sloth, fat equals whatever you want to slide in there is not the case. It's an organ and needs to be studied and treated as such. I oh, was, please, Dan. We've already established that the Christians got it right. It's a sin, <laughs> and that you people sound need to be eradicated. Fat, Dan. <laughs> I was fascinated by that. Kind of at the end of the article, when they talk about the researchers suggesting drugs targeted to improve blood flow to fat cells. Yes, because mm-hmm. like I, I mean, I guess I didn't realize that was a thing. And also, I would be curious, like. I feel like there would be a lot of pushback from doctors on that. Like, no, we don't need to give the fat more, like, more ways we need to, to be kill fat. It. Kill it. <laughs> it's yeah. just going to go be fat if we do that. I mean, it, isn't it difficult for it to release its supply of nutrition if the blood can't reach it? Well, and that's the heart of the article. Yeah. So if we okay. talk about how are they malfunctioning, it's that if you have a fat cell which has grown too large, well, why would it grow too large? Because it, it can have trouble dividing. Right, because oh. if you remember back, if you remember back in the day, like you have only a certain number of fat cells, uh, which may or may not be true, because there's a lot of evidence on both sides for that. But the idea being that if you overload a fat cell, it will malfunction because it won't have enough oxygen from blood supply, and it will it will malfunction and release cholesterol into the bloodstream. It will do a lot of it will become uh, insulin intolerant or uh, insensitive. So. There's that's kind of what they're pointing to, and it makes sense because there. If you look at some of the, some of the research on drugs like uh, Actos, which is the brand name for, I can't remember the generic, but one of the reasons that it 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 improves health in fat people is that it helps your body divide big fat cells. It it basically makes the fat healthier. Hmm. And therefore reduces disease. This is not proven. This is this is something they suspect. Like why it's are we theoretical. getting it's, mm-hmm. well? Why are we getting better health outcomes? Well, maybe it gets doing this. So I, I shouldn't say that that's a done deal. Uh, so yeah, this is on the one hand not new news, but it's a really good packaging of something that, as we see over and over again, oh, we knew that, but we forgot. Oh, we took that ground, but then it, mm-hmm. we lost it. There's a lot. This is this is probably one of the most important things you can do to educate yourself, or maybe the people around you, about how to think about the correlation between fat and health. Interesting. So, a lot more stuff to come on that front. Uh, more science to be understood, and Dan will be here to explain it to all of us. <laughs> Thank we God. have an article here from the New York Times, a uh, follow-up to pre- plus-size female shoppers deserve better. Yeah. Mm. So we had talked about this um, this op-ed a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and there were these letters to the editors that were kind of following up on that, and I thought they were really interesting. Mm-hmm. Conspicuously, a lot of the letters are from 
fashion, like little niche boutique plus size fashion companies mm -hmm. saying like, yes. And if you want to stop rewarding the big houses that pay no attention to you, why don't you come to our place? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not a sales plug at all, but it's this idea of so many, so many women took up, the, you know, like, well, you know what? I'll make it myself. You know what you were talking about, Don, before the podcast started today. Yeah, I mean, the fat tax is real. Even when you can find bigger clothes, it is always more expensive. So it, at this point, I'd rather just buy fabric. Well, and what I, what I really liked in that particular editorial is she says, you know, they say, oh, it's more expensive because, uh, well, it's more fabric. Or it's more expensive because, you know, well... It's fat people <laughs> and, and basically calling them on the carpet of like, look, we make plus size clothing. It is not that much more expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it is ridiculous that you're charging this. And the paucity of options is the other thing. Like yeah. when you get to the point where two thirds of your customers need these sizes and you don't make them. Come on. And that's yeah. where you really that's where you really see that this is about prejudice and not about economics. As a large man that enjoys button up shirts, could I please have some that are not in the Hawaiian flavor? Oh, you know? God. Yeah. oh Dan uh, uh Don, you surely you found the bowling shirts to be appealing too. Right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Those I, are your two options, right? <laughs> well, I mean radical concept well, Cuban what if shirts too, you know. What if you made a Hawaiian shirt that was just white with no pattern? Like that would kind of work. Mm. I would, oh, I would love that. <laughs> it's weirdly hard to find like good, just solids, you know, just yeah, good just, solid shirts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I'm curious about from this, uh, the, so there were the three opinions. The, the second was from a, a woman saying like, well, plus size people like aren't the only ones who can't find clothes. That yeah. Shit. I was curious True. what you guys thought and about that. And I, I thought it was, I don't know. I, I'm of two minds. Cause I'm like, I mean, yes, but like, is this really the time to be like, to I, point that out, but I, I, I mean, I, find, close... I think they're their natural allies. You know, like literally, the the muscular have the same issues as the fat. Mm -hmm. You know, although with the muscular in general <laughs> having too tight a chest and arms are like it's not something they usually complain about. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, the thing is, it because it's not stigmatized. That's yeah. the big difference. And mm -hmm. to say they have the same problems, I think is a. I think you mean they have they have similar issues in fit. They have similar issues in fit, but yeah. I, you know what? I don't care why they have issues. They have the same issues. So yeah. let's ally ourselves with them and get some fucking clothes for all of us. I mean, well, I think it's more like they have to ally themselves with us. I agree. <laughs> yes, I do agree with that. Yes, I, that's true. I, I mean, Eloise yeah. made a good point about not, you know, only finding like one brand of pants over 40 years, but I'm just well, you know what there, it reminds there was me of, those pants. <laughs> it reminds me of when they got rid of BMI because what they were doing for years, because, you know, every professional bodybuilder, every single professional bodybuilder, especially in the, when, when they get really big is medically super obese. Like if you go by BMI, right? Yeah. Because the BMI. So for years, they were just ignoring that for years. They were just saying like, Oh, well, yeah, but we, we don't mean you. Yeah, of course you're <laughs> obese, but we don't mean you. That's it not still what we works mean. even when it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a scientific definition that you just happen to get caught in. So we just there's a cat like a little asterisk, not you, because yeah. you're not fat, and they that's one of the reasons they retired BMI. And this is sort of that like we're talking about plus size clothing and the uh, and the inavailability of plus size clothing, but we don't mean you if you're not fat. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, it is there. There are there are, are lots of problems. It's a systemic problem, and whether it hit it it. it 
ropes in fat people or just you know non model size figures uh, i think it's the same it's it, it is the same public good to fix it yeah i think what i identified in the in eloise's point was not so much that you know she didn't have a point because of course she does it was perhaps she could have presented that point a little more tactfully yes um mm-hmm. but ultimately still a valuable uh, contribution i think to the yeah to the responses yeah I also, I don't know, I thought the third one, which is about the um, gender-neutral clothing, was interesting because I think it kind of ties back all the other points because I think the one of the reasons we don't see a lot of gender-neutral clothing is not in that, like, the gendering of garments, because, you know, we've started to see, like, more skirts for men and stuff, but just the fact that clothing companies gender the fit Mm. Right. So it's like it's not that like a like I don't think a skirt has a gender, but skirts are generally designed by clothing that are designing you know if doing fits and the cuts and everything and women's sizing, which is different than men's sizing. So then that kind of creates a barrier for clothing to be gender neutral. Um, hmm. But also, I have seen clothing brands that are gender neutral. But I think the problem is like. When you go that far, it's like, it doesn't really fit anyone. That's kind of what right. I yeah. was wondering. Like, yeah. do, who does it? Like, yeah, who does it fit at that point? Do I you... mean, it fit everyone, but it was just like, I remember being like, I mean, it's fine. But like, it doesn't really, I wasn't like blown away by, like, it just like, oh, it just kind of looks a little boxy on everyone. Okay. Well, anyway, it's it's good to have that kind of discourse in a publication like the New York yeah. Times. I mean, hell, that's not just the initial article, uh, the initial op-ed, but also the responses to it. So, mm-hmm. very good to see. Um, all right, where's my button? I hear an eagle. Oh, Fat Watch 2023. Am I alone in thinking the eagle just seemed a little more piercing today or something? Or like I thought he sounded a little puny. I think my ears are full of water, so I didn't really hear it that bad. I think he sounded just right. <laughs> that is not usually Dan's opinion about Listener, that Listener, how did you feel? Say it now. <laughs> and wait. Well, I can't believe they thought <laughs> that. I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't know. I think they have a very valid point. <laughs> I thought they were just right. <laughs> Um, Pinterest is back in the podcast once again. Do you guys remember when we talked about Pinterest? I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. Pinterest was previously in podcast news because they banned um, diet ads. Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. It was and in they, 2019, was, I think. Yeah. It didn't, but didn't they say they were doing it by adjusting their algorithm for how... So there was something about that. And maybe yeah. not. Anyway, this is different from that. Yes. This is... Uh, sh- they're going to represent all bodies? Yes. What? So now when you <laughs> search on Pinterest they even for do that? when you search for like skorts, which I love as an <laughs> example in the article, um, you will see skorts on all bodies instead of just like, I mean, I totally related to this article because when I have been searching for skorts, like <laughs> skorts, just like clothing, like for, uh, for very nerdy reasons, uh, but it is always like, oh, this is just like very like thin white European like, yeah. And to try to find any type of body that is not, you have to use qualifiers. I, I feel obliged to point out to the the listener somewhere out there who is like, what the fuck is a skirt? It is a combination <laughs> of skirt and shorts. 
Yes. Yeah. It is those two items amalgamated together. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a skirt, but the shorts aspect of it keeps it from actually flaring completely. So you can wear it yeah. kind of like shorts. Anyway, moving along. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is great. I mean, this is... Uh, a w the way that they say that they're going to do it is basically by presenting their machine learning algorithm with five billion photos of people, of just different people, so that it can get a better representation of like what the people of the world look like and not mm -hmm. just, you know, what's been targeted and picked by the modeling industry. Photo appropriate people, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is, so a lot of companies like Google, uh, you know, they've been trying to diddle around with how do we get our images to be more inclusive, partly as a like, yeah, we should do that. And in the case of Pinterest, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Trevor, um, this came out very directly as the result of their settling a lawsuit. Yes. So oh. Pinterest was sued by shareholders, uh, notably a Rhode Island pension fund, as well as some former employees. They, they were sued. And the settlement was... Because, you know, yeah, you could demand a lot of money, but what I think is more lasting, and the, the, the plaintiffs recognize this, is that you want to create change. You want them to fix the problem, not just pay for the problem they made, which yeah. is hardly unique. So what they did was they set up this 10-year fund to mm -hmm. go after diversity and inclusion in the product. And so, and the reason they made it 10 years is because so often like, okay, set up a fund. Okay. We set up a fund. Okay. We're going to next year. We drain that fund and use it for something else. Yeah. So they set up a fund that had to make, that had to make change over a 10 year period, which is why this is funded. And a lot of people say, well, you know, Google's interested, but they haven't made it a priority because I haven't gotten sued yet. It's probably, yeah. <laughs> so that, that is what's driving the lasting and, and forceful nature of this, which I think is a really great example of how shareholders or employees or maybe customers. You, you have to have a stake to sue. You have to have a standing. Uh, but how it makes, ch how you can engineer change, not just through damages, but through requiring change. It's, it's so great to like see shareholders used for good so often. <laughs> <laughs> it is evil because it's like, because of the shareholders, we have to, you know, yeah, shoot all rare. the koalas in the head. <laughs> because, like, it is... Their it shareholders is, need that quarter penny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what I loved is, because, like, when they were developing this and kind of going through the process of rolling it out, they're like, okay, do we want to have filters or do we want to just have it, like, the default where everyone sees all bodies? Yeah. And I love that, you know, they are talking about, at some point, doing a filter so you can see, you know, different body, like you know, set a filter. So like I'm pear shaped and I want to buy a skort and then like this, you just search skort and it has your filter. But I love that. Like, I don't know. I'm curious what it is like for the thin people. They're like, why, like, why are all these fat people in my skort? In searches. <laughs> well, or, or, Oh my God, does, does Pinterest think I'm fat? <laughs> well, actually oh. no, Pinterest did. Cause I logged into Pinterest for the first time <laughs> since they, um, launched this out and there was a little pop-up kind of explaining it. And it was really oh, nice. cool. Because hmm. um, I can actually see how that would be weird without any um, text. Yeah. I, I thought this article was cool because it, it doesn't just leave it at, you know, hey, Pinterest is doing this thing. It really goes into here's why this is important. Yeah. Um, and one of the little, like they have a quote from Tigris in here. 
Um, but one of the sort of factoids they shared, I think, is if you need to just like get to somebody to like explain, hey, like this is a real thing. Um, a Berkeley Media Studies group mm. found that uh, popular news outlets published over 18,000 articles on weight loss over 12 months, but just 48 articles about anti-fatness. Yeah. yeah. Which goes to, it just, it's such a stark yeah. number to share about how people view fatness. And if you, if you, because I feel like a lot of people in my world are kind of like in that space of like, oh, you know, it, eh, like, there are people are okay, right? Like you don't need to like what what do you need fat advocacy for? Like that's that's been a question mm -hmm. that has come up not quite in those terms, but it's been sort of like why like why is it important? <laughs> yeah. Literally everything. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, a lot of the stuff that like I take for granted so like I um I've told a story on the show before about a woman like taking a food out of my shopping cart. Right? Oh yeah. Like this is not a unique experience no. to, mm -mm. to me. When I have shared that with some of my, you know, main, uh, what do you call it, uh, straight-sized friends, yeah, the the level of shock and violation that they expressed went beyond anything that I could imagine. You know, it's like, it just this sh stuff doesn't happen in their world, even though we've been talking about it for a decade. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, well, because you may, and I think that's a big, that's an important part of that's why the conversation is important is because you made it personal for them. Yeah, like, because yeah. it was you. It wasn't mm -hmm. just some story that they heard that they kind of forgot like 30 seconds after they heard it from a news article or whatever. It was like yeah. a story of their friend who went through an experience and now it's it, they're angry on your behalf. I think Honestly, that's how that's, you make it real. That's what yeah. moves the needle. That's why, that's why America went from 60% of people uh, being against gay marriage to 60% of people being for gay marriage in like a, a handful of years is because yeah. gay people started coming out. It's you know, like, you know us and you don't, and we're not allowed to get married. You know yeah. us as a couple and we're not allowed to get married. Like yeah. people, but just like you did, Don. And, and getting confrontational about it, you know? Well, just showing the problem, making it personal, as Michael yeah. said. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's interesting because like I hate talking about that. You know, I hate talking about that woman who thought it was okay to take food out of my cart. But if I don't, then that's how I end up in the situation where my friends are shocked when I tell them about it. Well, mm -hmm. so. and I think it's because, you know, there's, there is a stigma about it. And I think it can also happen. I, I've, I've heard, heard from some of my black friends, like they don't want to talk about it because one people, you know, it, 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 it makes the vibe weird. Like if you tell someone to, someone took food out of your shopping cart it makes like mm -hmm. it makes the vibe weird in the conversation but also because there's this sort of like when you're sharing something humiliating that happened to you even though you're not you're the victim you're sharing a victim being victimized even even though you don't deserve it even though people are going to sympathize it still is a story about how you were a victim and people don't like sharing that yeah yeah that's that's a very a classic uh, reaction to being victimized is mm -hmm. shame and yeah. wanting to hide it and wanting to just sort of get past it. But yep. you never frequently are never really able to, unless you do start talking about it. Mm -hmm. Especially when your shame can persist forever as can happen <laughs> with photographs. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for That's getting us there, Don. Cause I was like, this is really good, but we're, <laughs> we're in uncharted waters yeah. now. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we have an AI to handle transitions for us now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Don I've had been this. called worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
we were talking, we were trying to come up with a, a subject for our, our podcast and the issue of uh, photographs came up, but I think specifically looking at how you relate to photos being taken of you. Like, let's say, like my, my family always did it like a family beach trip photo every year. So like mm-hmm. if you're the one fat person in the family, like what is the instinctive response to that, to like I'm going to be photographed right now the way I look and it'll be visible forever by anybody who looks at this photograph. Mm-hmm. And like the sort of the, you know, get to the back of the crowd, put mm-hmm. as many people in front of you as possible. Um, and ch- talking about, I don't know, some of those reactions and, and how that can how that can go. Well, Don, you I, were mentioning something, or, or whoever. Yeah, sorry. I mean, so there's a default behavior that I think most people have, right? It, it's different for everyone, mm-hmm. but when the camera comes out, what do you do? I know that I, I immediately have the expectation that if there's going to be a group of people, because no one takes a picture of just me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to maneuver myself to the back of the crowd for. Uh, height reasons first and then size reasons second because tall people always go to the back and then I'm going to arrange everyone in front of me as clothing. You know, mm. like, mm. Basically, or, there's going to be a blockade in front of me. You're going to see my shoulders and my head, right? I don't even think about this. This is not a conscious yeah. decision. Yeah, It's just the way photos are taken of me, right? I, I would wonder when, because I'm sure, like I said, you're not conscious of it, but there had to be a time when that behavior started. Like, I don't think you're five and that happens. Maybe yeah. you're seven, maybe you're 11, maybe you're 12. Yeah. Well, you know? I do remember from like group, like school photos and stuff. Yeah. Like that's an early foundation for it because they always just take the bigger kids and put them at the back. That's yeah. so you can see the smaller yeah. kids in front. Yeah. It's not, you know, rocket science. I'm curious. But it, but it sets a foundation that I follow for life. Because... Mm. Don's the the tall one. Trevor's the short fatty on the podcast, and yes. I'm kind of curious how the short one. Yeah, where do you go? It's, yeah. I don't know. It's always so weird, and it is like I was thinking of a, like I was in a big group picture recently on Dan on the cruise, and there was we were you know it was a big group, and there was someone in front of me, and we were seated, but there was a thing a point where we did one standing up, and like the person in front of me, I was like up on like kind of a ledge behind them but they were so tall they were still kind of blocking me mm-hmm. and it was this thing of like someone like oh and like telling the tall person to sit down like no i don't want to sit down so then like <laughs> just like trying to be taller well, because, because everyone was standing yeah. yeah yeah but it's like but i just can't like and i can't i can't do it i'm not <laughs> and like i want to be in the picture but i like i just uh, uh, use um, your infinifat levitation powers yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Before you turn around, you put it on them and you ask, may I be in the photo too? <laughs> no, it was, it was, I mean, with a, like, gr- this was a group photo of like, you know, it was, I don't know, 90 something people. So it, it was, was, it was at least 90 people. And we were in like stadium seating and the photographer was like elevated and uh, slightly. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was, it was very, very staged. Um, uh, I don't know, but it's always the thing of like, I feel it depends on my mood. Cause like I have, you know, uh, however chubby Spencer Pablo, like I have a whole bunch of nude pictures of me, which I am like, mm-hmm. somehow I think it's like a nude picture of myself. I am more comfortable with than a group picture. Oh, that's interesting. Because really? I think it is like, it is like, it is just me. It is just my body. I'm in tune with myself. Whereas like I am trying to get like synchronized with other people. Right. You're trying to or, mix like, in. So often the fucking, I hate this so much 
when you're at a restaurant and <laughs> the restaurant is like, how about oh, a souvenir photo? Oh, that's yeah. so terrible. Everyone get up, move yeah. over to the other side, you now huddle up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's but, like, oh, like, put and your elbows on the table had, and turn around. We had a big meal. So there, yeah. and there's like plates everywhere. And it's, <laughs> I think it's this thing of just like, I'm kind of full and I am like, I, I think it looked like photos, group photos look bad at restaurants when there's just like, Dirty, like, plates and yeah. cups everywhere. Just, like, not... Take the picture on the way vibe. out. <laughs> just like, or on the way in. <laughs> don't take the picture at all. <laughs> I'd be well, fine they with make that. you so often... No, no, no. I mean the restaurant. The restaurant. Oh. Fire the photographer. Don't do that. <laughs> also, it's like, what was the carbon footprint of these restaurants? Printing out the photos to try to guilt you into buying them. Before you buy them. Like, I, they're just doing it for all of them. I have to say, I haven't run into the restaurant photographer very oh, often. Yeah, what that's I usually a new one see, to me. Oh, what I'll I usually tell you see, where you can get that. Well, I, I, what I usually find, though, is that there is usually, if you have a big group, like let's say you have a group of like eight or more, inevitably, the server will say, would you all like me to take a photo? And then some idiot says yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the listener who's driving around in so the car. We know about the factual occurrence of photos. We know the circumstances mm-hmm. that they happen in. What's going through your mind? Um, is, you know, like I am aware of the fact, for example, that my aversion to photographs has left me with not enough photos of myself for various purposes. Right? Mm. Like when it's time for me, when I look at my uh, personal ad, for example, I'm always like, oh my god, that ad, that photo's two years old. Have I taken another picture since Yeah. That? Do I have a more you know? recent one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very uh, conscious of that as well, especially because, I don't know, I'm very much obsessed with how I present, I think, mm-hmm. um, having spent a lot of years doing it professionally and also just having my own body images and by, uh, body issues, you know, about like, oh, do mm-hmm. I look good? Do I look fat? Do I look small, muscular? Do I look muscular enough? And your mind just spins out of control. Uh, so, and, and I think anybody who's into bodybuilding has similar you know there there is a a lot of overlap between bodybuilding and fat people (laughs) Mm -hmm. there is a lot of very you know like how do i look how do i look am i presenting right and i think the other thing too is personally and trevor has a a horrible story about this that he'll probably tell on me um I do not relate well to pictures of my past because I usually find myself in one of two situations. Either it's a great picture of me of a wonderful time and I know I can never go back or it's a picture of a time that is terrible and I don't look good. There's no win here for me. There is no win for me in looking back. It's either regret or pain (laughs) and Um, that is my issue i get that i get that it's just a photograph so i learned this oh boy (laughs) when i was uh, i was dan's 50th birthday and i was throwing him a big party and i was like oh i I, like and i had found all these pictures of dan through the years which i had neglected Um, to burn yeah and i was like oh i'm like i'll do like a hall of daniel at our old place with this long hallway and it was kind of like on the way to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, it'll like be. And he put in, you got to know, you know, it's Trevor. So he put in so much work and it looks so magnificent. And I think you even had like strings and yeah, photographs strings were and I got these strings. tiny little oh. uh, colorful clothespins and, and Dan's reaction was oh. not what I expected. I hated oh, no. it so much. And I, w- I felt so bad because it was clear how hard he had worked on this and I couldn't <laughs> even go down the hallway. Yeah. 
Wow. I can't really remember what ended up happening. If I, I would close my eyes to go down the hallway. Like it was that, it was that traumatic for me. Cause it's like every photograph, it's like if I do, if, if I have a bad reaction to one photograph, imagine when it's like facing 50 photographs of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, interesting. I'm curious then, like how do you relate to that in the present? Like if somebody's taking a photograph that will then become one of those many, you know, memories, like how do you, how do you take the photograph in the moment? It's fine because in the moment I'm, just, you know, I, you know, do, do your best. And the, the problem, it's sort of like taking a test. Taking a test is not nearly so traumatic as getting the test back. You know, taking the test is fine because if, if you never got the test back, if it never went anywhere, if it never did anything, you don't care. So the, the key really, Michael, is not seeing the photograph afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Um, no, taking the, the photo is not that bad. Uh, and I know it's just an, e and what I would have to stop myself from is like, well, let me see it. Okay. Let's take it again. Okay. Let me see mm. it. Okay. Let me take it again. Okay. Let's see it. Let's take it. Cause everybody knows that. Yeah. And there are people who actually do do that. Uh, and I just don't want to be one of those people. So my solution is if I never see it, I won't care. That's fair. That makes sense. I think my photo thing is, uh, kind of a, like I've noticed many, many times I'll go back and look at a photo where I was like genuinely having a great time. Like, it, maybe it's somebody just took a picture of me or maybe it's a group thing or a couple or whatever. And I know that I was smiling when I took, when that photo was taken. But when you look at the photo, oh. I look upset or, you know, like I'm having a terrible time wow, or scowling, like the dissonance, the cognitive dissonance between what I think I'm presenting and what I'm actually presenting, <laughs> very different. I think that's less of a thing now, but certainly for about, I don't know, 10, 15 years, like mm. a lot of photos you, you'll go back and see of me are like, I look deeply sad. <laughs> and I wasn't. I felt good, or I thought I did, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's basically my entire school picture career is, you know, <laughs> is that I, would, I wouldn't smile. And I didn't want to smile. And my dad would be like, why aren't you smiling? I'm like... I don't know. And people are like, <laughs> it, it, it was because I was very traumatized and depressed. I think that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, yeah. Uh, I was or I was, or I was, or I was angry that I was being forced to take the picture. Mm. I, I think for me, I was conditioned to, for photos to be an unpleasant experience. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone would love to tell me how to smile. Right? Mm. <laughs> like more teeth. Oh. Show us your teeth. I'm like, I don't like showing my teeth. Show us your teeth. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. How do you show um, your teeth? Like you don't think like that's, like once you start consciously trying to show your teeth, you look like a crazy yeah. person. People yeah. tell you to smile. And that was also like, I, I don't think they, they intended to when they took the photo, but the photos became like a body, uh, a body warehouse display for me over the years. Like mm -hmm. my parents would show, show like, oh, this, this is what, you know, my, my son wasn't quite so fat when he was 12, but here's him at 14, you know? <laughs> and they would just, oh, like, God. they would just show people that and, like, talk like that? Oh, yeah. My, like, my, my body wow. was always a conversation piece for oh, my family. Lovely. So. Oh, lovely. Oh, that is... You know, uh, but, like, we all have our own little traumas. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't mean to hold that up, like, you know, look at me. But, like, be careful of how you use other people's photos because what they see is not necessarily what you're looking oh, at. Oh, that gets know? me into a whole other topic. <laughs> well, think about this. If you look at the online consumption of fat people photos. Oh, right? yeah, that was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh boy, so much to say about this. Where to dive in. Uh, 
Uh, we'll start with the most obvious and egregious is the what's known as the creeper photo. Yeah. And and chasers feel like some sort of horrible license to like take pictures. Sometimes it's, you know, gainers or fellow fat, like to take a picture of a fat person in public and like, wow, aren't they hot? No, they're existing. They are not porn for your consumption. Yeah. yeah. And just because they're out and about doesn't mean you get to just take photos of them without them realizing it. Yeah. I have a story about this that I feel like I should share because I feel like some chasers in our audience may... Oh, please do hear this and not do this. <laughs> um, I had a I had a guy that I used to see in Boston um, that uh, was very active in the Chub Chaser community, and he started throwing events, right? And so one of the events he show he threw through was a pool party at his place, right? And I went and I attended. Um, he took he took video of the pool party, and like it wasn't going online or anything. It was just you know it was in his home. He took home videos and that's fine but two years later i went back and visited him and he was like oh i have to show you like this is my favorite video and he pulled out the video of the pool party and he had like you know it, it was edited in a way that you know just kept things moving but there were a lot of photos of there in me of me in uh, you know like sliding down a water slide or just like i found them very unflattering right um but then i and but it's fine it's his for own use and then i found out that like he kept these photos for illicit purposes, and I can't tell you how un mm. wildly uncomfortable that made me. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's fine that you do it, I guess, but, like, don't tell me and don't show me the... I, I well, I, I can see a lot of a lot of people being very flattered by that, but I think the line that gets crossed way too often is then he posts that. Yeah. Is then, yeah. is then he posts that or he shares it. Oh, oh, I didn't post it. I just shared it with my friend who also likes fat guys. And they posted yeah. it. Yeah. And he then had, they posted I, it. I know he had shared it with friends in the first person. Like yeah. not online. But and that made me uncomfortable too. Just, so I, 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 at the, yeah, at but, the risk of, of, you know, lecturing, I think there are a couple of policies that I would love to pass on to people out there with, with their photos. Um, Number one, do not share photos, even with your, like, do not send it electronically yeah. to anyone for whom the subject has not authorized that. Like, yeah. I, if someone says, like, oh, show me a picture of, like, the fattest guy you've been with, like, I'm like, I'm sorry, they didn't let me, they're not, they're not allowing me to share that. Or I will ask them, is it okay if I share this picture with so-and-so? And they'll say yes or no. So that's one thing. Always ask permission of the subject. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the subject's permission, there's something wrong here. Yeah. Right? Number two there's a lot of online chub porn, which is great, right? There's OnlyFans, there's there's Patreon. Uh, do not do not share uh, uh, stuff behind a paywall that is stealing, that mm -hmm. is stealing money from people. And also, if it is like someone who's just like shared it on Tumblr, the least you can do, the least you can do is give the person who obviously is sharing their body willingly, give them credit. Give them credit in the caption, wherever it is. Like, this is a photo of so-and-so. Go see their stuff. It's incredible. Right? Do that for them. Because otherwise, again, it's just sort of sliming them. Yeah. yeah. And I using. It's very... Yeah, yeah. It's very... Yeah. It's... Yeah. I would also say... Because this is... I mean, you kind of said this, but I think it should be more explicit. Yeah. Because I think people think there's a gray area. Um, do not take pictures that people have on their you know, bigger city profile that it is public mm. and put them on Tumblr or like yeah, other apps. It is such a like just because it is technically public, there is a difference because it is within a community. And I think, I don't know. I think it is just, 
you know, you don't public, have this, but it is not. It is no. You do well, not have the subject's permission. That's where it stops and ends. Yeah, and to to put a finer point on it, although I think Dan's point covers it, it's they. You know, how many photos are even the profile picture on Bigger City are only posted because they have that sort of implicit sense of safety that yeah. this isn't going anywhere. This is so yeah. that I can date or hook up or whatever it is that you're trying to do within this community. This is insular. This is not yeah. meant to go anywhere. And, and can I just say, cause I, I know that the, <laughs> the, the pseudo defense that a lot of people who like the, their whole site, their whole Tumblr is stolen photographs mm-hmm. and their defense is, Oh, if you don't want it, if, 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 if you didn't want me to post it, you should write me a note. You should just tell me you want me to take it down. Like, no, that is no. not where the onus lies because you didn't tell them that you were doing it in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. That's like, I stole your watch, but you know, if you're miss it, let me know. I'll give it back. That feels like right. a very 90, <laughs> that feels like internet ethics from 30 years ago. Oh, it is mm-hmm. slimy. No. It is so freaking slimy. Yeah. It's well, like treating the internet like you're in a small town community. Like, Oh, if well, you no, it's like treating that, I, anything online as you own it. If it, if I yeah. see it, I own it. And yeah. I, I will, I don't know. I will say from experience getting, if someone deletes something from their Tumblr that doesn't, and it has been reblogged, yep. it does not go anywhere. And it is a very, you can get something removed from Tumblr, but it is a very lengthy process. Oh my and God. it is not fun to have to like, you know, Clean up, verify clean up someone with Tumblr, else's, like, yeah. how do I know that's a, a you know, naked picture of you? And like, ah, yeah. <laughs> that, there's a verification process oh, that boy. is not great. <laughs> yeah. In case yeah. you don't know, it, just because I take it down from my site on Tumblr doesn't mean it disappears from Tumblr. Yeah. Because everybody who's reblogged that, it's now on their site. Yeah. Yes. It's not just sharing a link. It's sharing a new iteration. It's re-sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So any tips for the photo-averse? Um. um yeah, I, I, my tip, don't feel obligated to take photos. I don't think you have to. Yeah. It reminds me of like when you're little and you're like, oh, hug Auntie Gloria. It's like, I don't want to hug Auntie Gloria. <laughs> and it, like, it's the same thing. Oh, let's get a picture. Like, no, thanks. You, you go ahead. Yeah. Um, the tip I'm going to offer up for, for the photo averse, if you must take the photo, because at, there, at some point in our lives, most of us have to. Okay. Borrow from method acting. Just smiling and looking at the camera is very rarely going to give you a genuine look that you're going to be happy with. If you can, take a moment, pause, think about something that makes you genuinely happy, Mm. a good moment or something, and feel it, right? And then let them take the picture. And doesn't entirely matter what what facial expression you're trying to put on at that point. If you're feeling the good thing inside, it's going to come through a little bit. He's so. right. Damn it, you're right, Don. The, yeah. the yeah. feeling of driving home. <laughs> there you go. Do we have a tip for the day? We do we have do. a tip for today. So there is a new show coming out Ooh. called, Fr- I don't know how to pronounce it, Fright Crew? Fright Crew. I think it's Crew. Like, oh, Fright Crew. crew. Fright crew. I, th- I didn't see the, s- the E in Crew. Oh my God, I feel like an idiot. I was like, <laughs> Fright Kaway? <laughs> that makes so, so much more sense. Fr- Jesus Fright Christ, crew. Trevor. Why, do you, why don't you tell us about it, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a group of teens, and there is a fat main character, and they get powers from their ancestors. And it is, it's uh, from DreamWorks. It's, um, it's set in New Orleans. Yeah, it's, it's a very Orleans, diverse yeah. cast. It's an animated show, and it looks super cool. DreamWorks TV is that? That's a. It's on Hulu and Peacock, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where it's streaming. Yeah, 
So I'm really excited about it. And I'm not that big a fan of animation, but this looks really fun. Yes. Yeah. And from the creative minds of Eli Roth and James Frey. I like Eloth's, Eli Roth's horror stuff. Eloth. <laughs> Eloth. I love, I love Eloth. in the trailer, like the first like the first 10 seconds of the trailer, like New Orleans is America's most haunted city because we we keep our dead above ground. <laughs> <laughs> which is true, which is true. You can't bury the dead in New Orleans because of it, oh. it is below sea level. <laughs> right. Oh wow, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, all oh, all boy. cemeteries in New Orleans proper yeah. are, are every above time ground. New Orleans floods, it gets really nasty. Down. No, 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 no. The, 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 crypts, <laughs> okay. the crypts are above ground. <laughs> well, uh, lighten the mood, Don. Shall we? <laughs> well, today's bit is just a simple question. We're talking about ph photographing ourselves. Um, I think it's always a little strange when I see like someone has a photo of themselves in their home, right? But it's not that weird. But there's usually a story behind it. So I'm curious, if you have a photo in your home that includes you, right, why that photo? Is it, why is that photo in your home? You know, and I'll, I'll offer this up. Like, I have never actually had a photo framed. Never mm. in my life. But I have wow. framed photos all over my house, right? Many of them have pictures of me in them. It's because people have given me these framed ah, pictures of okay. moments okay. that they valued between us, right? So all of the, I know it sounds a little strange, but all of the photos I have in my home are valued mm. memories of me that someone shared with me. Wow. Right? That is so telling, Don. That is exactly true of me, too. I have never bought a picture frame in my life. <laughs> yeah. That's and Trevor's doing. I have to say, I, I'm happy with that. Like, yeah. These are gifts of memories that people have given to me that they valued. Wow. Um, I never thought of that. The people that appeared in them are people that have made impacts in my life yeah. or, you know, even sometimes in very subtle ways. I have a picture of a small child on one of my things that I, their parents felt I had contributed to their child's childhood in some way. I didn't necessarily share that, but by giving me that photo and giving me that picture, that is now a part of my life, you know? Nice. So what photos do you have of yourselves in your home and why? Um, I love, I have, we have a lot of Trevor, uh, pictures of Trevor and me. Um, because <laughs> Trevor's in them, and I like that. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm there, I'm there too next to him. Um, it's, I, yeah, I go through my whole thing that I talked about before with, with that, but I think I really like that, you know, Trevor does so much for, for us and therefore by extension me, and that's one of them. Like Trevor presences that in our lives. We should talk about this on the podcast, on the, uh, on the mini uh, Yeah, I was going to say, this is great couples <laughs> talk, but yeah. Uh, uh, preview. But, but I, I guess what it is is that, yeah, I made the same, dis when you said that, Don, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly mm -hmm. what I do. And that it's Trevor preserving this memory or it's someone giving me a photo of us. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that, that means more it's to me. It's meaningful. Than the, yes, because the gift yeah. means more than the image. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Trevor. Um, I don't know. I have, I mean, you know, as Dan said, I, I have made sure we have a lot of pictures of us. And I think it's because growing up, we just had a lot of family pictures. And mm. it was always kind of like, a, usually like kind of by the fireplace and stuff. Because we always had interesting kind well, of your little... Family, your family hearts. had that traditional family Christmas card or family Christmas picture at least. Yes, which was always st stressful, <laughs> but usually ended up being so frustrating to the point where we're all, we're all kind of manic at the end. So <laughs> it's funny. Or, you know, when 
we were of a certain age, my brother and sister would just be high and like cracking up. But I, I don't know. I'm thinking of specifically, I have a picture on my desk that is one of the like first framed pictures I really had of myself. Mm. And it is me and my friends at, uh, after high school graduation. And we're all laughing in the picture. And I can't remember what it was, but it was like, I remember someone's mom wanted to take a picture and we were all dreading it. And I can't remember <laughs> what was said. I feel like I probably said something to make my friend Corzo laugh. Cause it is like, it was, go- I think going to be the awful stoic teenage boy picture where like no one's smiling. And it's just this like, <laughs> it would not have been worth keeping the picture, but like we are all so visibly happy in the picture oh. and I just love it. Nice. And Michael. I, yeah, I've been trying. So I don't have any pictures of myself up anywhere. And I, I, I'm kind of re- like my partner and I don't really. That's not really a thing that either of us is drawn to putting up pictures of of people, whether it's author, us or other people. Um, I don't know if that's a conscious choice or not. Well, I did we, have. You wouldn't have enough room for the Star Wars memorabilia. Well, that's ju- to be fair. That's just my <laughs> office. <laughs> um, so I. I yeah I don't I, the one picture I had of myself that I I do really like is um but I don't have it framed I do have the physical photo is a picture of me when I was I think 5 oh wow me 5 or 6 and it was my little sister's birthday party and it's a you know it's a you know film camera photo so it has that kind of gauzy look to it and I was uh wearing my a a, a Superman costume that my uh, grandmother had made for me by hand. Oh my gosh. And it was exactly the opposite of what you're imagining. It was stunning. It was <laughs> like this, it had like a sheen to it. It was like stretchy in all the right places. It had a cape that was attached to the shoulders. Uh, like it was unbelievable. It was, I wore that thing until I like grew out of it. Like the Hulk, like, like, the <laughs> scene, it seems. And I had my my Mickey Mouse boots on because the red matched the red of oh. the the Superman cape. Good plan. And I was I was t- I was getting into the the birthday cake that was on the table, you know, outside on the table for the party. Somebody just snapped a photo of me digging into the birthday cake <laughs> while I'm wearing my costume. And I think that's I, I like that photo because I think it's the clear. I, I don't have a great memory to begin with. And certainly, like, looking back at childhood moments, unless I'm really prompted, and even then, not usually, I don't really remember stuff. It's more just feelings. And uh, that really does take me back more than I think anything else to what it felt like being a kid in a good way. I love that. Um, But I I don't have that framed. I Frankly, I don't know where that picture is anywhere. But I would put that up. If you can find it, that might be a good one to frame for your home. Yeah, I would put that up for sure. I, I so, just, I don't have the Trevor gene in me of like instinctively doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so dear listener, do you have an amazing photograph that you'd like to share with us? Trevor, where could they do that? Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave five, leave that. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcast. <laughs> Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Big Fat Gay Pod. Uh, see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com, baby. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the reviews. We haven't said it recently, but we've gotten quite a few more, um, not reviews, but ratings. So yes. thank you for that. Um, maybe you are looking, th- you're feeling wistful now and you want to look through some 
family photos and you're looking through your album and you notice there's something in the background of each one and you're oh, no. frantically turning the page and seeing it's in all the pictures. It's getting bigger and bigger. And it's getting bigger. <laughs> and then on the last page of the album, it's Michael in the picture in his little adorable Superman costume. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> oh.